a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Good afternoon, 106 here at KSL News Radio. Welcome to Live Mike, episode 105. I'm Lee Lonsbury. We have a lot of ground to cover on today's program because this morning you and I together witnessed a little bit of history. There was a hearing where senators who sit on the U.S. Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions were able to sit before, figuratively of course, because of the social distancing they used computer technology, video conferencing, to speak and question, speak to and question various witnesses. First and foremost, Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, alongside him, again, figuratively, on his computer screen, was Robert Redfield, the director of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, along with the Assistant Secretary for Health with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Commissioner of the FDA. Those four individuals subjected themselves to the questioning of more than 20 United States senators, and they talked about this pandemic and how and when the United States may reopen for business and when students will be able to return to the classroom. And the answers were interesting, and they were varied, and they were revealing. And on today's program, later on, we're going to walk through some of those comments that were made by the experts, some of the questions asked by the senators, as well as a particular focus on an exchange between Utah Senator Mitt Romney and these experts. Senator Mitt Romney had some choice words to share with regards to the testing capacities here in the United States. I'll give you a quick little preview of that. He does not share the president's desire to praise and applaud our efforts here in the United States, especially as they compare to the efforts of South Korea. We'll get into that later. It's important stuff, stuff that will likely steer the direction of your life and my life over the next few months as we continue to navigate these coronavirus waters. Right now, though, I want to talk to you about something I, a story I started sharing yesterday. But if you remember yesterday, the president took up so much of the time on this radio program, I wasn't able to get to too much. I started talking about an exchange I had over the weekend with a friend of mine who's a small business owner who is struggling. The type of business my friend owns is one where he, he makes signs for, for companies, businesses. Uh, imagine a new restaurant or a new law office or a new anything coming into, say, a strip mall or some sort of brick-and-mortar location. When my friend catches wind of that, he makes his way over there, knocks on the door and says, hey, uh, let me help you with your signage. Let me get you something big and pretty and illuminated along the side of your building so that passers-by can know what kind of business is done right here. And if he's lucky... Whoever that new business owner says, yeah, you know, that's a good idea. And let's see your portfolio. And yeah, that's impressive work. Let's do some business together. Well, as you can imagine, times have not been easy for this friend of mine. Not many, two, not many new businesses are opening up and not many businesses that have been here for some time are reinstalling new signage. Needless to say, times are indeed tough for this friend of mine. But... Not, not too long ago, 
this friend, friend of mine caught wind of the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program. That was part of the CARES Act. 300 some odd billion dollars set aside to help small businesses ensure that they will have the money needed to continue paying the payroll obligations of small businesses and large around the country. Now, that program has been in place for some time now. In fact, if we go back a, a little ways, I can remember Congressman Curtis talking about uh, all the great success that we've been enjoying uh, with regard to this prog program. Um, a job I don't think anybody could have foreseen that the federal government could, in a matter of weeks, get hundreds of billions of dollars out to our small businesses. And Governor Herbert spoke about this same program here in the state of Utah. By and large, I think things have worked pretty well. I'm a little concerned about some of the loans that have been given or not given uh, under the uh, uh, the CARE Act. Uh, there seems to be, and of course, when you're thinking about $2.2 trillion, there's some concerns that maybe uh, things are not always on the up and up and things get uh, maybe put together too fast and, and not correctly. So that being said, I, I think Utah spe specifically, we're in a great place. 70% of the people that we have on unemployment right now appear to be furloughed, which means when we get this economy going again, they have a job to go back to. You heard the governor there use the word concerned a few times, and that would be a dramatic understatement regarding the situation of my friend, the sign maker. He's reached out a number of times to his lending institution, to his banks and credit unions, and he has asked, what do I need to do? Okay, fill out this form. Okay, it's filled out. Where do I, where do I send it? You send it here. Okay, I've sent it. What happens next? Okay, you wait. Okay, I've waited. And you know, he hasn't yet seen a dime of PPP money. And he and his employees are struggling. He and his employees don't know, again, how they are going to pay the bills. He doesn't know if he's going to be able to open up again once this is all behind us and we're able to return to some semblance of normalcy. Now, I do know that the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, has done a lot of good for a lot of people. Some of that good has been directed to some pretty big corporations. You heard stories early on about the rapid deployment of funds to companies like Ruth's Chris and the Los Angeles Lakers and others now. In fairness, after some pretty severe uh, media backlash and backlash from the public, Ruth's Chris and the L.A. Lakers and a handful of other companies, they said, oh, yeah, you know what, uh, maybe we don't exactly need this money. Let's go ahead and give it back. And so that money was returned to the Treasury or wherever it <laughs> from wherever it originated. And yet small business owners, like the ones uh, I hung out with just the other day, my friend the sign maker, he's still struggling. I also coincidentally was uh, speaking to another friend of mine. He's a, a chief of staff for one of Utah's members of Congress. And I was talking to him. As you know, I was a congressional staffer for some time in Washington, D.C., and I like touching base with my old friends. And so I asked him, I said, how are things going for, for your staff? How are things going for the staff of the congressman? How is everyone spending their time these days? I was a chief of staff for one of Utah's uh, representatives in the House. And so I said, you know, Speaker Pelosi hasn't yet called folks back for votes. I understand, too, that for the most part, staffers are working remotely. How's everyone filling their time? And he said, you know what, Lee? You wouldn't believe this, but the majority of our time right now is being spent answering phones, answering emails, responding to inquiries from constituents who own small businesses. 
who have yet to see a dime of PPP money. And that's not an isolated case. I've touched base with other offices. The bulk of the work being done by congressional staffers right now assigned to these types of issues is trying to arrange for the payment of PPP money and navigate the complicated and ever-changing waters of the PPP program created under the CARES Act. Now, what's the point of sharing all of that? It is to know that sometimes uh, things aren't fair. And sometimes people take advantage of relationships. And sometimes the big guy has the strength and the position and the clout and the network to edge out the little guy. And that's an unfortunate thing. Right now, though, if you were to be watching C-SPAN, you would see Speaker Pelosi presenting a new stimulus package. I believe uh, the dollar figure on that one is $4 trillion some odd dollars. Maybe there's something in there for the small businesses. Who knows? Uh, i, I got to take a break right now. I'd love to continue this conversation. I have some other thoughts on uh, how businesses ought position themselves in the future. Uh, you and I have rainy day funds, hopefully, uh, for our own personal economies. Maybe going forward, some of these uh, smaller businesses and larger businesses uh, will have a little bit more of a cushion so they can weather storms like this without having to rely so much on programs like the PPP. going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to jump headlong into the hearing which dominated the airwaves this morning when members of the United States Senate turned the screws and grilled leaders, medical leaders, in this fight against the coronavirus. That's coming up next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.